0: We're back two two and a half minutes in advance of eleven o'clock. Our Mellow Joy Coffee Time. As we welcome back to the show, New Iberia Mayor Pretty Decourt. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. Appreciate uh, your coming by as uh, always. Oh, no, uh, I
1: love to come here. I ju- I just had a moment though. My headset's only working on one side. This side, I had a little a little procedure on. It's like, oh my god, my ear's not working, but it's only working on one
0: side. Oh. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I know those uh, are are in stereo, but yes, yeah, some of these. They're really good headphones, but they disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's it's no, we interesting, good. and they're we good. fairly reasonably priced. But anyway, we're, I we're having um, a stroke or something. But we yeah. we, <laughs> we good. I, and it, it bothers me. Uh-huh. They, these these are fairly new. Uh, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot talk and just hear it in one of my ears. Yeah, yeah. It Drives me up a wall. If
1: it was all day, I couldn't do it either. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Bring yes, in on Thursdays, uh, usually following the Tuesday City Council meeting. Uh, we'll get into that in just a little. You, you off, Mike, uh, were telling me about a story in the Wall Street Journal, and I was uh, a little surprised to see, like, the headline that New Iberia is the epicenter of some lead problem. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that hit about a week and a half ago, I guess, in the, the Wall Street Journal. My phone started ringing. And uh, we have a 1930s AT&T cable. Seems that they commonly ran these at the time. I mean, the 30s was a different time. If you bought a car, it didn't have Bondo. It had lead filler because I've owned some cars like that. So, I mean, lead was in our paint and everywhere. So I don't think it was out of the ordinary for the 1930s, but it is for now. So we have a cable from 1937, I think, that runs under the bayou uh, next to the bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the story came out that it is, you know, a pollutant, and that uh, you know I think they interviewed a couple of Bayou fishermen, people that fish the Bayou, which and is not a great
0: idea right yeah, now. I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love the Bayou. We're spending money in the Bayou. It is a national historic waterway. We just need to protect it. Uh, and I think that the water itself is safe. I don't think I'd eat the fish, but you know that's a personal decision. Um, Anyway, so there's this cable, and so now I am trying to work my way up the ladder of AT&T and a couple of other agencies, and I've uh, enlisted some help to see about them remediating the situation, and in the article there's a map, and it shows, you know, there's more than one. There's, there's maybe two in New Iberia, one for sure, and then if you look at a little sketch, it looks like there are more of them along the tash, and it seems common that they put them in at bridges and if you think about it all of the overhead wires are running along roadways and the bridges are crossing by Utesh. so it's a logical if you're an engineer it's a logical place to line it all up and keep the infrastructure you know tight on the flip side uh didn't even know this existed but we uh we have to deal with it now we we know it exists so um you know doing what i can do and starting to work my way up the chain Uh, You know me, I do think regionally, uh, Mayor Focard and I, and frankly, because they have some of the same problems, and I'm kind of going to look at the map and see who else does, and so I'm reaching out that if ever I can work my way high enough to get some answers or some kind of solution, I'm going to patch all my fellow mayors in because this is a regional problem and probably a much larger problem. I mean, if you think about it, uh, if they did this in New Iberia, they probably have them other places uh, unless they've already been remediated so my hope is that we can move quickly and get this remediated the the downfall is you know i didn't know about it so i couldn't act on it till now but we are what i'm hoping doesn't happen is it turns into a giant lawsuit and then you know the one thing that i want to see accomplished is those cables get out of the bayou so i'm hoping that they have a plan of uh you know a remediation plan and they can give me a schedule and we can go from there and not get tied up in some giant litigation that takes forever. Because all I really want now that I know that didn't know they were there two weeks ago could could live with them. I guess when you don't know, now I know. I just want them out. So
0: how about um, the Army Corps of Engineers? Uh, y- they I think of a whole
1: bunch of you know the state. I mean the state controls the water bottoms. You know, so I think it's a bigger problem than New Iberia. But I just you know. The team I'm on, <laughs> I want to get them out of New Iberia, and then if I can help my fellow cities that I work very closely with, I want to get them out of our region. Um, so we'll see, but that's something new. So uh, keep you posted on that. That hit me. Well, you know, wasn't wasn't prepared for that. Never even never even you know entered my mind. So I've been playing with that for a little over a week now, trying to trying to work up the ladder and figure it out.
0: You know, speaking of just across uh, the bay, it looks like there's stacks of things uh, that look like they're getting ready to be used for something.
1: Well, we've got, we got the rest of the road program coming, and, and yeah. we have been waiting on Front Street, uh, Indus Street, Bank Street, and a couple of other streets for way too long. The contractor is now in liquidated damages, so I'm popping him for a couple hundred dollars a day. Uh, that's the most I can get from the contract. And he knows it, and I know it, and they are behind. They have the aggregate because the big reason a month ago they tore them up to do them, maybe two months ago in some instances, maybe further than that, they couldn't get the aggregate. So they have all the aggregate. They have the materials. So I'm now penalizing them uh, to the max of the contract that I can per day. And it's sad. I've been a contractor for a very long time. Uh, 40 years, never paid liquidated damages. I never took on more work than I could accomplish. And if I had a problem, I covered my butt on how my problem was going to get solved. And so I stayed out of LDs. No liquidated damages for me. Haven't had that yet and hope I never do. Some big contractors look at where the, you know, where's it going to cost me the least. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have jobs in seven cities, I'm going to look at my contracts and I'm going to figure out where my liquidated damages are the least because I can't do it all. I hope that's not the case, uh, but it might be. So to prevent that from happening in the future, I already talked to our road engineer and said, because, you know, I got a plan for more road projects. uh, Let's up our liquidated damages. So I think you'll see in future contracts that I'm going to jack the liquidated damages up. You can't go too crazy because then they go up on the bid. Yeah, You know, it's all risk reward. I mean, private sector and, you know, uh, market demands what it demands. So... You know, supply and demand comes in, and you start thinking, well, if I got to put my head in a noose, you know, I- I'm going to make everything cost more. So you can't go too high. But I'm going to start comparing what other cities are doing and make sure that our liquidated damages are at least, you know, on par, uh, because obviously they must be a little low because they're working somewhere.
0: Yeah, I, I keep seeing that uh, manhole yep. cover on Charles Street uh, yep. at is that a Lee one. or Anne? Yeah. And I, it, it's amazing that that has been left like that for such a long uh, time. You, and, you know, that just this little cone sitting on top of it is, is I'm apparently right by
1: there all the time. But uh, anyway, so there are liquidated damages. That's not a good thing for a contractor. And I will continue to. It's not punishing them. It's just it's it's fair. It's fair game because they're not doing what they need to do. So I'll continue to hit them as hard as I can as often as I can.
0: All right. Uh, any other uh, Updates on the road work. I know you're doing, I say you, but uh, they're doing some work uh, now in Acadian Acres. Yes,
1: yes. some of that is parish work. Uh, no, not Acadian Acres. I'm sorry. They're, they're routing some traffic. Uh, I, I was thinking of College Park. The, the mm. parish is doing some road work on Lewis, and people are getting routed through College Park. They are doing some road work in Acadian Acres. Most of that's concrete. See, that's another contract. The concrete contract is going very well. It started off a little slow. And they kind of had to get their bearings of working in New Iberia. And I just say working in, it's a local contractor, working in high traffic conditions where people need to get to their house every day and the driveways can't be blocked and that kind of thing. The first street they did was Ann Street, which is a very busy street and such a cut-through for everybody. So they kind of learned some lessons on Ann. And now the work going on in Acadian Acres and uh, that area is, is going much smoother. So the concrete streets are going along well. Concrete's easy to obtain. Um, It's a different process. There's not all that milling and hauling off of all of that. There is concrete trucks and equipment, but there's not nearly the amount of, you know, steam rollers and scarifiers and, you know, just tons of the equipment that asphalt requires. So it's basically a concrete truck and some men. So that is going along well, but that is the work in Acadian Acres.
0: Gotcha. So, Council Met, um, let's go through uh, the agenda there. Uh, dealt with the uh, Pepperplex, um, the building, the former Tourist Commission building that you're uh, taking over from parish government.
1: Yeah. It was originally built by Votek for the parish as a tourist commission office, donated to the Pepperplex. Parish continued to pay the insurance. Now that we've taken over, Parish is not interested in paying the insurance, and that's fine, but we keep the building. So that donation is uh, for us to have true ownership of it, although possession is nine-tenths of the law. We've had it for a long time, and I don't think they could just come and take it. But what they're doing on their end is they want to get out of the insurance, and you can't blame them. So it is covered under our insurance. So that's what that's about. That's just to take over that little building. It has some value to us. We plan on remodeling it some in the future. So, uh, you know, we, we want
0: to keep it. All right. Another uh, ordinance that was up for final adoption, uh, amending the budget to appropriate funds for a wastewater screen replacement
1: yeah, big project that is part of the headworks project. Uh, we are upgrading the sewer plant for a variety of reasons, but uh, it 's needed, so that 's what that project is, and that is part of that giant package of eleven point nine so you can say twelve million dollars that we are investing in our sewer. We will have to invest another $8 million in the next couple of years for a variety of reasons, uh, forward thinking, but some being that we just, you know, need the upgrades. So that's part of all of that big pot. Gotcha.
0: After that, dealt with a few uh, resolutions, and this one uh, really surprised me, the direction of the conversation around hiring uh, another attorney to handle uh, an issue in front of the Police and uh, Firemen Civil Service Board. Yes, Yes. We, I had no idea that conversation was going to go where it went.
1: Well, you know, I, uh, I love my meetings. I, I have a great relationship with all my council. When we sit in the room, what do you call that, group dynamics, and you just don't know where things are going to go. I always say, I say it on air too, but, you know, I sometimes feel like a talk show host. And my job is to keep the conversation flowing because that's what we're there for. You know, that's game day for every one of those council people. I've always thought of that. that, That's game day. That's like my Friday night. And it should be for all of them, too. And the good thing is I have passionate council people, both my last council and this council. So it is kind of game day. So I never know what's going to happen. And everyone represents five thousand people except for the mayor, Pro Tem, and I represent the whole town. So we have roughly, you know, 29,000 people we represent. Everybody else, while they do make decisions for the whole town, they are all cognizant of the fact we each represent 5,000, about 5,000 people, and that's who got us in office. So I never know where the discussions are going to go or what people's personal feelings are or what people feel that they have to, uh, you know, do and say and feel for the 5,000 people that they represent. I never know where it's going to head. I can tell you that I enjoy every minute of it, and so for me, it's keep the conversation flowing. Don't let people run over each other. Passions do rise sometimes, and you got to kind of, you know, make sure that nobody gets out of line and disrespects the other, and we really have a great council. That, that really doesn't happen. I watch us debate our heart out for an hour and a half, and then everybody votes together unanimously on the next issue. So I, I don't have these both councils have never broken down into little packs or groups or camps or whatever you want to call it. And I really won't allow that if I can help it because we all here to do one thing, which is represent the city. So yeah, that, that was some interesting conversations. Uh, We, you know, to boil it down, our city attorney is very, very overloaded. And we'll tell you he is and says it often because we got too many things going. Uh, but if you're either living or dying as a city, and there's no middle ground, I can tell you that I spend all day making things happen and making more work, and I know it. More work for my people, more work because that's tax dollars. We need to more work of getting things done, more work of trying to add to our community in any way I can. Uh, I do see the fallout, and I have noticed that over the last few years, it <laughs> I'm wearing people out, and I do see that. I don't think I can stop, you know. So I've asked. city attorney more than once you know you want some help get some help charge me you know i don't have a problem paying one i'm paying for great work Uh, the man's work is excellent uh his advice is excellent his wisdom at the meetings is a lot of fun so i'm happy you know if he needs to get somebody else and charge me more i've been harping on that for a while just you know make a team you know if i if i've created so much work that that it's overloading you that's a that's a good thing I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking it. Uh, We're making stuff happen. So get some help. So he asked me for some help and picked who he wanted and said, this man has great prosecutor experience. On top of that, he understands police procedures. For 30 years, he had to battle, you know, defense attorneys trying to get people off who were guilty or or whatever the case is, you know. He did his job. He has the skill set on something that might be quick. Or something that could take time. And, you know, this is one that, although Jeff could handle it, I know he could, he felt like, let me get somebody who lives in that realm and who understands. So uh, Mr. Vines had retired from the DA's office. He has his own private practice. And he had the skill set. And the other thing was he was willing to do it. Yeah. Because other people that, you know, we've kicked around, you know, really didn't. There's not many people that want to come for, you know, yeah, I'll take that case it's not like they're going to make a lot of money in a private practice. An attorney can make a lot more money handling some, you know, other type of case. So yeah, you see the billboards all yeah, the time, all the time. what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. so, you know, this is not a person who does that. And so uh, he had all the skills that we needed. So we brought him to the meeting to get him ratified to do that. Um, and it ended up going going fine. But there was a lot, a lot of discussion uh, and really mostly about things that had nothing to do with, uh, you know, some of the things I would we'll discuss uh, were community issues maybe, but they didn't have anything to do with, he- with, that with that case. Right, right. But you know what? I just take all comers. I have seen mayors in the past. I've been part of mayors in the past that, you know, the gavel goes down and, you know, that's not the issue we're on. Stick to the issue, you know. I, you know what? we all human. We all got feelings. We all got emotions. And we all represent a whole lot of people. So if it takes an extra 20 minutes, there I don't care if it takes an extra hour. Let, my counselor needs to be free to express, you know, their opinions. Um, and I have created such an environment that it's obvious when you come to our meetings or watch our meetings or listen here on Cain, we do do that because that's a, it's a very open meeting and the environment is very conducive to what's on your mind. And so I kind of like it, Take tell you yeah, the truth. Sure.
0: And uh, I know you can't go maybe in depth on the case, I but a uh, fired officer.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I have i'm not proud of that and my construction company constructions a kind of a a fun i love i love it it's a fun business it's a blue collar business which is all that i am and it's rough at times you know you fire people and you know sometimes there's some immediate ramifications when you fire somebody in the construction world uh, and they're not always positive so i've been there i've had to make those hard decisions more times than i can count in 40 years of being a contractor uh You know, my dad didn't like to do that, so he turned it over to me at a really young age. I I was the hit man, and uh, anyway, so I've fired a lot of people, but I like to think I haven't fired anybody that they didn't earn it. Mm -hmm. So I gave it to them. Uh, I feel the same way with this and with the people that I have had to let go at the city. So yes, there was a reason or reasons, and I took that all into consideration and. We have policies and procedures in place, especially with civil service, that really, really, you're going to do a lot more homework and a lot more fact-finding and a lot more reports and documentation when you fire somebody from a civil service organization, as the city is, than my private construction company, I can tell you. So, anyway, uh, it's something that had to be done, and I stand by what, you know, for the reasoning and, and did what I did. I didn't do it alone, but, I mean, I'm the final say, and I signed the final paper. Um, So an officer was terminated, and now he's challenging that termination.
0: And at the end of the day, it's really the Civil Service Board that will make that determination. Yeah,
1: they will determine if, you know, they could overturn. They could say it was justified. They could have no decision. um, You know, they could throw it out immediately. So uh, the next step after the Civil Service, I think there is a court step that could be taken. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. Rarely is. But anyway, so that's that's the crust of really all I can talk. I can't get into the particulars of it.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, do you know the date of that civil service meeting, and is that open to the public?
1: It is open to the public. I'll get the date for you. It's coming. Uh,
0: no, I usually get agendas, but I haven't yeah. seen one yet.
1: Well, I don't think it's been. Yeah. It's, it's, it hasn't been publicized yet, but it's coming. Okay. okay.
0: Fair enough. <coughs> Let's see. A couple other resolutions that were up for uh, final adoption, city park improvements, uh, the pool house demo, and uh, a few other things related to it, yeah. and uh, well, some great discussion about the skate park.
1: That's oh, going to be cool, man. You know, and, it, and it's a fun process. Few people design and build skate parks. We don't want the liability of just making up a skate park that, you know, people get hurt because it doesn't meet certain specifications or that kind of thing, or it's too rigid, too hard. So... We're going through the process, and our architectural firm interviewed 12 different firms that specialize in uh, this type of design and construction. So they've selected one. There will be uh, an open public meeting that everybody who's interested in the skate park <coughs> our users or interesting parties can come and make comments toward the design. So that was interesting. Pool House has been demoed, and it was, you know, falling apart for many years and had many problems. Um, it's gone. We will put up a marker that kind of tells the history of the pool in city park as well as we're going to put one up in the West End Park so that we can kind of document that history. Because, you know, a public pool is something that – fa- I mean, I took all my swimming lessons. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody did. I mean, it affects your whole community.
0: Yeah, I, I worked for yeah. my community's parks and rec, yeah. uh, and we spent a lot of time at that
1: oh, pool. Oh, I'm telling you. Now, the good news is – For
0: good times and bad.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> The good news is, besides the fact that the old pool will become a skate park and will be something needed and will enhance what we already have and, and make it much better and a little safer and in a better location where it can be under observation, we're going to get a new pool. And uh, we got some help in Baton Rouge, and Marcus Bryant uh, at the 11th hour come in clutch and got $300,000 to design the new pool. The new pool will have an Admiral Dahl address. We're moving up. That's a central location. We're already partnering with the high schools. Talk to the superintendent that the first design meeting will be with all of the high schools to make sure that it meets the high school qualifications so that we can start ho- have a place to hold uh, not only swim meets, but practices, those kind of things. I mean, if it's a public pool, I want to plug in as much as I can. I want a body count over there of many, many people using it. Uh, it's probably going to be about $3 million. It's going to go on the property that used to be the dog pound and the... Uh, sewer plant on almodal it's centrally located the whole town can get to it it's really neat that it's by a lot of our retail and close to our hotels and we are going to try to push swim meets and do some of those things because i think it could help um, bring people in plus add to the usage you know and then the public pool you know will be open again that opens swimming lessons that just does a whole lot of and something to do on a you know heat advisory day in south louisiana so looking forward to that but it's kind of all i like to get all that out at the same time uh we're saying goodbye to you know part of our history and developing something new
0: all right let's see um speaking of uh wastewater treatment plant uh, issues um steel tank blasting painting project uh, what's going on there
1: that's some corrosive tanks that we have to take care of and so it's blasting and painting uh bid that project out got a really good price on it and uh the contractor you know does a good job he is known for getting in and getting out and being economical so that was good i was glad they were a the little bitter um i don't know them but i mean looking at their track record they they are a small company and uh you know uh some of my council questioned the price difference and i live that way i mean you know for my construction company still i mean my EMO until i became the mayor was run the Lafayette with all new Iberia subs who had no connection to Lafayette, didn't price any Lafayette contractors. They knew I had low overhead. I mean, I'm in the same office that we've been in for same shop for the last 50-something years. I brought all my ratty equipment and my ratty men, who I love, and myself, and uh, who was just as ratty, and we went to Lafayette and kicked butt on all those big major contractors and were way cheaper, and they bet on me for 20 some. They finally quit. But for a very long time, I'd say for my first 10 years that I broke in the Lafayette, they just said I was going to be out of business after every job. <laughs> and, you know, I kept coming back and my trucks got nicer. My equipment got a little nicer. And then finally they figured out this little guy's making money. But, uh, you know, or at least getting his worth. So uh, there's always somebody and some people who are, don't live in that world, and don't live in that market, get a little shook up when somebody's 40 grand cheaper or 50 grand cheaper. You just have to understand the game, and it's how many subs you have or don't have. Uh, it's all the same spec, so you're using the same materials. The processes that you go through are pretty much the same. To blast and, ta- and clean and prime and paint a tank is not too much different you can do. There's really only one way to accomplish the, the, the job, but it's all about your overhead, and it's all about what you pay yourself and what you take out of your company. Got gotcha. Anyway.
0: And uh, doing uh, more work at uh, West End Park, uh, Park Elementary School?
1: Yes, yes. uh, Ready to get that job going. We're trying to get that one-wing operational that would be a senior citizen center for the West End area and uh, would be a little computer lab. Uh, We are unfortunately continuing. We have cameras. We are putting more security in. My police officers are making passes. It's sad that the school sat there and didn't have a. It had a couple of air conditioners missing, small units. It didn't have any broken glass. It didn't have any problems, okay? And ever since we bought it and then started kind of trying to give it some love and showing up and doing surveys and having architectural design work done, the city used it to store a few things because that's part of its function. And now it's being vandalized like crazy. So I think it's little kids or somebody short like me, for sure, because all the damage is kind of low. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, OK, it must be some kids. Anyway, we are trying to catch them. Stop that. We have secured all the doors. Uh, once we secured every door, you know how many doors are at school? I mm-hmm. mean, uh, uh, we busted the town on Haspen Locks because it was the quickest way to do it. Uh, well, then they started breaking all the windows. So we've had some vandalism that kind of is a little discouraging. On the flip side, once we get the project going, you know, and we have good activity there,
0: yeah, I think including the, the police presence, including the police presence, yeah.
1: I, I think that that will will wane. But uh, I'm excited about the project overall. It's going to add some new things that uh, West End Park and that West End area doesn't have.
0: All right, introduced an ordinance in regard to uh, application uh, process municipal sludge. Uh, well, what is that
1: about? Yeah, that's uh, we have a land app division, and it uh, sludge is useful as a fertilizer, and it goes to various locations. Um, and so, every time we get someone who is a new user, we we bring that up, uh, you know, just to get it approved. Okay. But dump trucks run, and uh, you know, there's a whole process, and it's a whole uh, it's a very useful part of good, beneficial for us and beneficial for you know where it goes. Gotcha. Don't really ever mention where it goes because you know. I don't know that that would be a good thing, but uh, it's all EPA-approved. It's all fertilizer. It goes to, you know, various locations around the parish.
0: All right. City,
2: in this case.
1: Yes, city.
2: City.
0: Uh, Got a caller on the line. Let's go to the phones while you're in the air. Good
2: morning, Jeff, and good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Okay. I have a couple of questions to ask you. I was talking with Paul uh, on the air with uh, with, uh, Jeff. Uh, is it any kind of where you can, uh, uh, you know, get what uh, the state and you know put, uh, you know, put some walking uh, signs, you know, like in Lafayette to cross over?
1: Oh, you mean like a, a flashing sign at a crosswalk?
2: Right, right. They
1: haven't given me many of them. If you the few that we have, you saw they put some on Lewis. They put some. The state highways, and, and unfortunately, we have a lot of state highways that cut through, you know, our town all over the place. Mm-hmm. We don't apply for, we don't get too many. I apply for them and ask for them already. But they look at our traffic count. They look at our walking count. They look at the area we're in. They just came and put a few up because, and I didn't even ask for those. The funny thing is, I had, where I had requested them, mm-hmm. they didn't put them. And then they put them where, where they did and said, well, you know, that's because of your traffic count. Um, so it's dictated by the state. It's another subject but it's kind of related. I have a half million dollars that I would buy a light. I would pay for a traffic light at the corner of Sucrose and Sinner Street where we're developing the Pepperplex, because uh-huh. if you're trying to go to Lowe's or head out of town to the highway, it's a nightmare on the weekends when the tournaments are happening, uh-huh. and it's not good for those people either because you can't get out. It's a That's big true. old traffic jam. Well, DOTD told me I could not buy a light for half a million dollars, and they wouldn't let me put a light. So I thought that was odd that, you know, the city was going to pay for it. Uh, so sometimes they're not user-friendly. So the crosswalks, I'll keep asking. Uh, I have a group that asked me for some. at some certain corners downtown. I have some where I've added sidewalks, and we will continue to add sidewalks through our community that have asked for some. Uh, but, man, they just they tough giving them out.
2: Okay. Then my second question. Sure. Uh, is it any kind of way you can honor uh, – Jeff and, you know, Kane, either staff, or uh, some kind of appreciation because, you know, uh, uh, Jeff is awesome, man. If it wouldn't be for Jeff and the station, and, and you know, you keep us informed and stuff. And, uh, and I, you know, I really appreciate Jeff uh, choosing New Iberia for his homestead.
1: Me too. Me too. No, Jeff does a great job. Uh, uh,
0: I, I get my appreciation every other Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's,
2: that's
0: okay. That's I, I appreciate the kind words.
2: Yep. Okay. Take care. Oh, okay, oh, one more thing uh sure. uh okay, uh Fred, uh a while back you were talking about the about the biscuits and stuff uhhuh the The person that can make it for you is my cousin Brenda uh Dinner.
1: oh Brenda's a great, you remember i like I love Brenda's and I've been there, and I love her biscuits. Brenda's a great lady, but, yeah, Brenda's are awesome when we used to have Helen's, Helen's was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, Victor, I'm not knocking Victor's biscuit, he got a good biscuit, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, Miss Brenda's biscuits are really good, I used to, uh, in the mornings I would go get them for the construction, for my, uh, my construction crew sometime.
2: Okay, okay, what else, my final, uh, okay. question, uh, Mayor, and, and you're doing a good job, man, I tell you what, uh, I you know, I always watch your, uh, your meetings and stuff, man, and, uh, you put so much, uh, you y you, you know, you take your time and, 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 and your counseling man, you could you could see that you know, the smile on their face, man. And, I mean, like you were saying, hey, we could be here all night. I mean it's business, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and you might as well have fun while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Well thank oh, you,
2: man. Okay, thank you all. Appreciate uh-huh. the call. But
0: again, three six seven twelve forty, if you do have a question <laughs> or comment, bear with us for a few more minutes. Uh, uh, last thing on the agenda was pretty much property standards, uh, yeah, and yeah, these are the non-contentious, non-contentious ones.
1: Non-contentious. We have over 40. It's the parade of homes. Uh, people want them down. People want their commercial buildings down so this, it's not adversarial. We are just praying we get the grant. It's looking good. I think there are maybe five applicants from what I heard. So we are working it. I've had a couple of other communities call and say, how would you put all that together? And a couple of them saying, how would you put it together so fast? But it really, the first notification came out in May. And believe it or not, we've been working on it since May. Uh, so it's quite the process. But if you're asking for half a million dollars for free, there should be a process. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're really hoping to get that. And I think that'll make a huge dent because that's so many houses at once in our community and commercial buildings that are languishing that need to need to come down. So, uh, yeah, we've spent a lot of time on that at every meeting. Uh, they go quick, though. You know, you're doing 10, 15 in a night, Because there's not a big story there's not a big give me more time there's not a big interaction because uh, you know none of these owners are coming because they just pray and we get yeah yeah uh so that's why it's quick at the meeting where sometimes we'll spend on one house as much time as we spent on 15 but uh yeah i'm just hoping we get it
0: anything else you want to add any updates on anything else no
1: not really today i think i'm good kind of talk how's your
0: port project going
1: uh, we still working it. The guy, uh, I've, I've communicated with him again, and he's still out of the country. But uh, and then I talked to a developer last week, trying to coerce him into coming over here. I didn't really get anywhere. And then somebody gave me two business cards of two businesses, and so it's on my list for the weeks out to call them. And you know, one of them said they might be interested in sooner or later coming to New Iberia. The other one had branched out and went somewhere and didn't have a good experience. And some kind of way, someone got me the card and said, wouldn't this be good for New Iberia? And it, and it would. It was, a, it was a place to eat. And so I said, oh, well, you know, we all got to eat. I'll call them. So, uh, but nothing new to report. It's uh, uh, in, in that front, uh, it's a little slow.